You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at iwuishow.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Yeah, we good? All right, sweet. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 471. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And this is your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. Big news drop this week, man. Mm, hit me. Well, I mean, big news aside from the fact that I'm pretty sure that our our sound is going to be back to normal or something close to normal. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of finally got a lot of stuff up on the walls here in the old Dave Cave. So yeah. hopefully it's not all echoey and weird. And I found my pop filter. I'm not <laughs> using a sock anymore. This is, and we're coming up in the world. Yeah, that's the update of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, no big news. We've achieved what we were capable of two months ago. Yay! <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can hope for, man. Yeah, we're back to status quo. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, I'm, I, I, I kind of like I'm excited, but with like stipulations. Like, all right. So Deadline dropped the news that Ava DuVernay, the director of uh, Selma, and the director of uh, the critically panned A Wrinkle in Time. This this out uh, in theaters right now mm-hmm. is going to be directing. Uh, she's attached to direct a new gods movie for DC. Mm-hmm. You are not excited about this, right? I, I mean, I'm just middle of the road. Okay, it's I'm definitely not unexcited. I just you don't like the new gods too much. You're not, not a, you're a, not a not big a fan, fan of the new gods. No, not generally. <clears throat> um, I don't know if it's for any objectify like objectively good reason. They just never have really uh, caught my attention too much. Sorry, but yeah. um, that being like, there's still a lot you can do with them. I like, I have no problems with this movie, and I'll watch the crap out of it. And oh, sure, that sounds it sounds fun. I just there's like a thousand other things I would have done, but whatever. Right, we're getting you a know, new guys I'm, movie. Like, who the hell saw am, that coming? See, not me, <laughs> but um, I'm excited for a number of reasons. I do enjoy the new gods. Um, I do sort of feel like the forever people are kind of ignored too much, but whatever. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, 
I love Jack Kirby. I mean, how could how could you not? The man co-created, you know, the entire Marvel universe and then popped over to DC and created his own fourth world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just it's like required. It's it's mandatory that you appreciate Jack Kirby. Yeah. With good reason. Um He's one of the like Mount <laughs> Rushmore yeah. people. He's great. Um so this is exciting for a lot of different reasons. Uh everyone's uh, very excited. And it's funny because like I've seen a lot of this. Squadcast guys talked about it. Um, the critics are apologetically panning this movie. <laughs> like they're like, "I'm sorry, I didn't want to not like it, but it, I kind of just hated it." Um, I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of good people say a lot of good stuff about it. Lot, Patty Jenkins and her son loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved to wrinkle in time. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. What I've seen in the trailers, it looks like something that is not my thing is like, is not made for me, which I know isn't it's made yeah, for kids. It's, it's, yeah. It's not our demographic. Um, it does look, it kind of looks grand in that Disney way, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It looks grand in a way that like, if, and, and Scott talked about this too. And I, you know, I, they're the only per- people I've actually heard talk about this aside from us. Uh, like they put the freaking Kirby crackle in Thor Ragnarok. And I really hope they put the Kirby crackle in, in this thing. Like, <laughs> the little like round blotches of, of black matter in space and stuff like uh, that. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, all right. I'm actually curious about, let's do it. Let's do a quick, quick game. Uh, two characters you really want to see and two characters you really don't since it's new gods. Oh, um, two, two characters I really want to see in new gods. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, how can I just pick two? I, because you have a limit of two. I, I, but no. I, don't. <laughs> I mean, you can rattle off like three or four names. This, this isn't a hard, hard shelled game. I mean, I mean, of course, Dark Side is number one. You got to see Dark Side. Like mm-hmm. we heard his name in Justice League. I, I want to see Dark Side. Of course. Um, you know what? I I could do I could do with uh, Dark Side and and Scott Free. Those are your two. Yeah, I think those are my two. All right. Uh, who who do you really not want on screen? Um, it's okay if you just go. I'm fine with everybody, but I I kind of am. Like I kind of feel like the the zanier they get with it. Like I know I know I know who you don't want to see. I know oh, you don't yeah. want to see Granny Goodness. Absolutely, yeah. That's like like my number one most <laughs> wanted on my poster. Like you you hate Granny Goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I I want I want Granny Goodness I want the Furies I want Big Barda which by the way a few uh, months ago in December of uh, 2017 someone asked uh, Ava DuVernay uh, who her favorite uh, superhero was and she said Big Barda many reasons so I, I'm I suspect we're going to get a lot of Big Barda mm-hmm. I, I suspect we're going to get a lot of Big Barda here um, that would be a lot and of again fun. this this is only in development it might not even happen. But, yeah, sure. Um, I can deal with a big bar though. She's a lot of fun. I, I, I mean, I love her and Scott Free. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's um, he's definitely one that, like, if you ask me, hey, out of the new gods, who do you think who do you think you could have some real fun with? It'd, it'd be Mister Miracle Man. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just I don't have any love for Granny Goodness. It's that's a that's a known quantity. We all know that. Um, I mean, they 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 seriously could. They could just do. Since Big Barda is her is her hero, that's her favorite superhero. I would be okay with it. Let's just do Big Barda versus Granny Goodness and the Furies. Like, <laughs> let's just seriously. Let's just have like Dark Side sort of on the sidelines. 
I'd be okay with it just lines. because. It, well, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that Darkseid gets his own placement in in something that resembles. Here's what I'm I, like. I Justice League Two is still a possibility. It's mm-hmm. just not the way that Snyder envisioned it. Because obviously he had a two part. Right. He had a two part movie in plan. Like in in process. So that's on hold. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he had a plan for Man of Steel Two. That's not going to be a thing either. Like that kind of got folded Probably. into BBS. So. I think Man of Steel 2 or Justice League 2, if those vehicles ever got off the ground, um, would be capable of housing Darkseid and would make sense. Well, I think I think Man of Steel 2 just, like, Snyder said Man of Steel 2 basically just became Batman v Superman. Right. It just folded in. Um, like, because he said that he, like, sort of halfway jokingly mentioned uh, Lex Luthor shipping Krypton Knight to, to the... To the front of Wayne Manor, like, and then like once that Batman bag was, or cat was out of the bag, like, he could. There was get no it back going in. back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this was no longer a Superman like, movie. Every every executive, every every writer, everyone involved was just like, well, wait, wait, what about that Batman thing? <sighs> okay, didn't I hear they fought once. <laughs> yeah, everyone of them with a grandkid that you know has, has some interest in this kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, Goyer's just going, damn it, I really don't want to do Batman for Superman. I know, I know. But I, yeah, I'm excited about seeing the new gods, man. I like, o- I love Orion. I, I, I want to see Calabac. I want to see the other one that I, I don't w- care to see. Really? Yeah. Just, I never have seen a storyline where I was super interested. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I freely admit ignorance on this. I mean, I, I've only explored a lot of those stories insofar as they interested me. So I, I never got too deep into some characters. But mm-hmm. he's just, he's just one of the ones where I always thought, yeah. I mean, you know, neat dude, I guess. Oh well. Yeah. Is it is the the weird part to me is one of my first thoughts when I heard there's going to be a new gods movie was oh they better include the source wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's I a good point. I feel like it's extremely important to the new gods, the whole fourth world thing. Aren't like, aren't the old old gods just part of the the source wall? Isn't that how that works? Oh god, I forget. I forget how that works. I, I mean, I know it's like I forget how it works. I was with pretty them. sure it's it, it's actually like there's a new multiverse map. That's kind of become part <laughs> yeah. of the metal storyline. Uh-huh. And it's just there's all this stuff in between and all of these all of these different pieces, but then like surrounding it like a giant halo is just source wall. Uh-huh. Like of all the things and Scott Snyder is kind of rewriting the universe the way he sees fit right now because his sales are just always off the charts, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But on his visual map of the universe, it's it's just blah 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 and then source wall. Uh-huh. And I still love the idea of it. Like I, I, like I love the idea of you know, hell, even the monitors being afraid to really approach it. And it's, it's, I don't know. It to me, it's, it's, uh, it's a neat concept. I just, I, I hope someone plays with it. I mean, I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, Dark Side at some point died and became part of the the fourth wall. I mean, the source wall, the fourth wall, the source wall in the fourth world. <laughs> I think so. But then I mean, you know, it's Dark Side. So, I mean, it rings know, a bell. Dude broke out. He dies sometimes. I mean, you, I don't think you actually read Dark Side War, but... I didn't, no. I haven't gotten to that yet. Um, I'm behind, y'all. I'm behind. But it's it's got some neat stuff in there with a lot of those guys. And um, it's got some neat stuff in there because, you know, included you have Scott Free and Big Big Varda. But it also has... Uh, giant spoiler here. Please skip ahead five seconds. You get to see a little infant, little Dark Side. Yeah. Anyway, he's capable of a lot. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I, um, let me just get to the, 
Like, okay, so it, there are a lot of people out there who don't know what the new gods are. They don't understand it. They don't know uh, what the deal is. Basically, uh, Jack Kirby helped create the, the Marvel Universe, got tired of Marvel, popped over to DC, and created the fourth world. Uh, which is sort of its own little thing, but became like a big epic part of uh, the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically what what what's going on is... Uh, they were all like the old gods, you know, like your Zeus's and your Ares and stuff. And some people have even said that in the DCEU, you know, Ares died. So he was like in Wonder Woman. So he was like the last of the old gods. So the new gods would be coming full, um, full force. Um, I don't know how much I buy into that, but there's an idea that like all, like there was a Ragnarok, all the old gods died and then the new gods came. There's like uh new Genesis, the high father and it's like a paradise and then there's apocalypse which is a fiery furnace of a of a world with slaves and it's ruled by dark side um and, and that's that's the gist of the of the setting of this of the universe um good starting spot huh good starting place i think mm-hmm. yeah it's a good starting place uh dark side you know rules the apocalypse and the high father rules uh new genesis mm-hmm. and often uh, Earth finds this, you know, way in Apocalypse's crosshairs. Um, and Darkseid is pretty much the big bad of uh, of the DC Universe at this point. But, uh, you know, they have their own adventures outside of the like the proper, like, you know, soul system. And uh, Deadline is actually saying there's, there's no, quote, there is no connection to the other DC worlds being exploited for film right now by Warner Brothers where studio boss Toby Emmerich and his newly installed DC production president, Walter Hamada, are moving forward with a new approach to filmmakers on their DC-based fare. Um, you know, here's the thing. I am super excited for what might happen with a New Gods movie. Mm-hmm. That said, I think this is a tremendous mistake. <laughs> like, Aww. I... And again, this is just in development. They haven't greenlit it. Or it's not. It's not in production. Mm-hmm. And even if it was, that doesn't mean anything's going to get shot, look or released. Look at you know Justice League Mortal. But um, Justice League Dark, for God's sake. Yeah, but if this thing is going forward, a thing this. And look, I might be wrong. I would love to be wrong. You know what I was wrong about? Because I said the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. I went, "What the hell is Kevin Feige doing?" This is going to no be terrible. No way this works probably. out. Oh my god! Yeah. Why are we doing a talking tree? How are we going to do a raccoon? None of this is going to work. It all worked. Now, some of you may disagree <laughs> and say it's too jokey. You know what? I like that it's jokey. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. How can you take this seriously? I, I, I dude, want the that. worst critic has to be like, okay, but it eighty percent worked. I- <laughs> like, well, I mean, there's no whether you liked it or not. There's no way you're going like, oh, well, it didn't work. No, screw you. Do you did you see how much it made? It no, it worked. Fine. It worked. Uh so hopefully that's 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 the way it goes with new gods. Uh I you know, I, I don't see it working. I I feel like it's, you know, too far removed for from what is relatable. You know, I think people were like, Oh, you know, Superman isn't relatable enough. Batman's killing too many people, which never bothers you before, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, wasn't an issue until it was an issue. Yeah. Suddenly, because Zack Snyder did it, it was not Nolan. It was well, a big deal. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know what it was. I mean, we've, we had plenty of people. We had plenty of people killed by the bat in there, every there iteration were, leading were, up. Yeah, there were plenty. It, um, 
I think just people hadn't really thought about it too deeply for a while. And there they, was a, they didn't kill anyone in Batman and Robin, but they killed the franchise for a while. Does that count? It sure should. Also, I'd be willing to bet they killed some people. I'll bet if we went back and did. frame for frame to that, I'll bet somebody died. Come on, Batman 66 killed people. I just remember a, a, a vague Wilhelm scream. He's probably in there somewhere. <laughs> if, like, if you had to... Oh, man. I would bet my next paycheck there's a Wilhelm in that. I'm not really doing oh, that because okay. I might be wrong. But I I would totally, hypothetically, but not really do that. Yeah. Um. That, but, yeah. that Me saying I think it's a mistake is not, is not in all, in, in any way... I just... I look at this... I look at it like, this way. Uh, every time they put out any kind of, like, imaginative-looking science fiction movie... And this is anyone, not just Warner Brothers. It kind of bombs. Like people don't care because it's not a recognizable IP. New Gods isn't a, a recognizable IP. People don't know what the hell that is. It's not on Earth. It's out in the middle of some space field somewhere with a bunch of weird technology I mean, and I, weird I agree, creatures. But no one cares. The obvious rebuttal is Avatar. There is that. There is Avatar. But you know, Avatar didn't have like you know the, what Avatar had going for it was like James Cameron. Oh man, he's following up Titanic with Avatar, and he's been working on it for years, and it's going to be crazy good. And no, it had some. You've never super seen anything hype. like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you've got that crazy hype. What you've got with New Gods is like, oh, DC's going to try another, you know, piece of shit property. Okay. And oh, they, you, they've got I, this Ava Duvernay. Can you imagine, by the way, if if the <laughs> oh my god, if the DC movie universe had used anything, anything is like poorly named, I guess, is as unobtainium. Uh-huh. The shit DC would have gotten for that. <laughs> yeah. Holy Lord. That's, that, oh, that is just, right? that's egregious. <laughs> and look, you know, everyone is very apologetic to Ava DuVernay, you know, because, you know, they don't, they, apparently the critics just really don't want to dislike this A Wrinkle in Time yeah. film. I, not, I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm long past paying attention to any of their thoughts or feelings. Yeah, here's what I know. They, they, they do looks, matter. They matter. It looks like the actual film is going to look good. I mean, visually. Mm-hmm. Um, I I watched it and thought, well, I like enough of these actors or actresses actually that I'm probably going to see it at some point just to just to see. Uh, mostly, I just thought I want to see Mindy Kaling be a god. That sounds fun. Oh man, someone took a screenshot of uh, Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. She's got all the like the crazy wild white hair in this thing. Mm-hmm. In a wrinkle in time, they were like. You know, if if she's not Granny Goodness, who is? Oh God, that might work, right? It might. I still want to put a wig on Ed Asner. <laughs> yeah, on Superman the animated series, I think they just drew. They just drew Ed him Asner. to look like Ed Asner and threw some long hair on that thing. Yeah. Or or let's go Ed Asner squared Danny DeVito. Oh no, no, I've got the perfect. <laughs> I have the perfect granny goodness in mind. Uh-huh. Clancy Brown. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, just like I would like that just because it would be uh, like I think he would do a good job of it, but like he would play it so seriously. Mhm. I don't know. Dude, I'm I'm leaning towards my Danny DeVito right now cuz he might play it with uh, a little bit of whimsy. Best granny goodness though, like on screen that I've ever seen was whoever played her in Smallville. That is probably true. Do you remember that? Like the the old lady, like basically create like prepping furies at an orphanage. Yeah, I do remember that. That shit was creepy, yo. It was. <laughs> it was. She did a good job. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot about some of the new gods in Smallville. Wasn't Godric in there too? 
Um, I don't actually remember. Yeah, he was. To go back. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ten years. Ten years of stuff, sorry. Yeah. <sighs> All right, I can get behind that. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else I would throw at it. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it has a it has a shot to be good. It does. It, and it even has a shot to actually be uh, given a chance, somewhat. You know, uh, you know, I'm I'm not of the opinion that DC is just uh, going to automatically get like shit on by the critics because of Wonder Woman. Like, this is actually a pretty good. It's a pretty good bet, you know, that even when they didn't like a thing that she did, they were apologetic about it, most of them. But, you know, I think it's a it's a real risk if they if they go through with it. That said, I'll be excited to see whatever she does. Well, see, for a lot of the critics, um, and again, I preface that with uh, screw these people. But Well, sure. That's not the point. Like, a lot Justice of the critics, League though, proves. I think, I actually kind of think that, like, removing yourself from a previous notion is maybe a good thing for them. Because mm-hmm. it it takes away any kind of expectations. Like if mm-hmm. no one had told you know the critics, and I say in parentheses as though it's one big group we can you know uh, count. Anyway, so if anyone had yeah. just told this this group of the critics, right? Um, hey, we need you tomorrow at seven p.m. I got to show you something. No one ever told them. No one ever uh, like it, it was made completely in secret. This is a, a, a bullshit experiment that can never happen. But like, I think if you just made that movie in secret and showed it to them, final product, because they have no expectations, it has a better chance. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons that uh, the, the DC movies have been so critically panned. Is and God, uh, you can't say that sentence without pissing people off and whatever you follow it with. But whatever, I'm doing it. I, <laughs> One of the reasons, yeah, one of the reasons (laughs) that it got so much critical backlash and fan backlash is there. It's it's the expectations. We all know it's the expectations. Like we we all have them. Yeah, I agree. When they're not met, these are people that we all care about way too much. So, I mean, coming at it clean, it's probably better. Yeah, and I mean, no, I I put the argument on. I made that argument on Facebook earlier this week, like. Someone, I don't remember who it was, was saying, like, I mean, they need to get their core people right and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, there's no way to get those people right because the audience has too much expectation. No, man. There is no right. There is no 90 degrees. There's no right. No. But with New Gods, you don't even know what the hell's going on with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's what's going to work in Aquaman's favor. That's what worked in in Wonder Woman's favor. That and Patty Jenkins. Iron Man's favor, for God's sake. This like this is a damned good, tried and true thing. Where like you take a character that's slightly, I don't want to say obscure because none of the like specifically none of none of the Marvel characters characters were obscure. But oh come on, come on, man. He Iron Man was obscure. Yeah, they almost canceled him a few times, but like. He's a. It was a B character in a lot of ways, and you take that and you invest mm-hmm. all all of that money and time and attention and love into that character, and everyone builds behind you. You take a an an A like most recognizable in the world kind of character, like any of the DC Trinity, and you take you have any kind of take on that, and somebody's gonna be pissed off. It's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, you're you basically all the people who playing are... a numbers game just doing it. I mean, there were people I saw on Twitter who were like, "I'm not watching Justice League unless they have Green Lantern in it." Mm-hmm. I saw people on on. on on Twitter going, well, I'm not going to watch it unless it has Green Lantern in it, and it's got to be Jon Stewart, because that's what I remember from the Justice League. He was the first Green Lantern. I'm like, no, you're talking about the cartoon. He wasn't the first Green Lantern. <laughs> he was not at all the first Green Lantern. You know, and, you know, I love Jon Stewart. I'd be fine with seeing Jon Stewart in a movie. I'd be fine with seeing any of these cats. Yeah. But, you know, that's because I've read so many comic books and 
seen so many iterations that I'm just kind of like, whatever, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there, there is a there's a big there's a big factor of like they need to jump on some stuff that's not as um, recognizable. We don't need something that has a Christopher Reeve poking around in the background. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but I mean, and I like her point here, but I do feel like they tried that with Suicide Squad, and it it worked numerically. That that movie it made worked, its yeah. money, mm-hmm. and a lot of fans actually really liked it, but. You know, the movie itself had its problems and it didn't contribute to the universe. So that's right. That was one of the problems I think I think that WB is really having is they could have made a movie that where they like planted a flag and said, no, Suicide Squad, it's a big deal. This is a real thing. And they kind of instead just made it an adjunct. And I mean, the movie itself, it had continuity problems. And it was because, mm-hmm. again, WB came in and said this movie is supposed to be this long and it's supposed to do this exact thing. And you're going to do that now. Oh, yeah. I have no faith in WB whatsoever. Yeah. Like, my hope for WB is that uh, Emmerich and Hamada get their shit together and that maybe this AT&T merger kicks Sujihara out. I, like, that's I don't the know. one thing that, like, I think all of us can hold hands and do kum- kumbaya, about, uh, kumbaya about is, like, if we, <laughs> if we get rid of Sujihara, we have a chance. Yeah. We have a chance. The dude shortened the dude shortened production when everything said you need to let this lie. You need to let the like we everything said it's not good enough yet. You need to let us work on it. He shortened production and then he shortened the movie. And then shortened the movie because not only did he shorten production so we could have a bonus, he shortened the production at like the length of the movie because he has this narrative in his head that it'll make more money if you have more times for people to get in there and 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 see it like more mm-hmm. opportunities per day is apparently better than more opportunities to see a good movie in the long run. Dude, you have months mm-hmm. to see movies. And you know what? If they had, if they had pushed it back, it wouldn't have been stuck in between all of the sleeper hits that, that came out. It wouldn't have been what stuck. Even between a sleeper the... hit? Like Coco was, you should have been aware of that and you should have planned for that. Oh no, I'm, I'm not talking about Coco as far as that's concerned. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but <laughs> Because I have thoughts about Coco. No, you know we everybody knew Coco. Pixar, man, you don't you don't don't mess with Pixar, Pixar, man. You cannot like you've you've got to plan around it. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. you've got to do. I know you're WB and you think you're big shit, but you're not. You've got to plan around Pixar because you're gonna get every 12 year old plus or minus 40 years in the theater for that thing. And you don't. You also don't like throw your big gun Justice League movie out like. Right after Thor Ragnarok, that was rough. That was a bad move. It was, but there were some real sleeper hits that came out, and uh, just no one knew that they were going to be a thing, and they were a thing. And <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but anyway, uh, I guess we'll move on to this. Um, Justice League is officially out of theaters. It is officially the lowest-grossing DCEU film, um, as measured by Box Office Mojo. BVS Batman v Superman is the highest worldwide with 873.6 million. Wonder Woman 8 821.8 million. Suicide Squad comes in number 3 at 740 uh, sorry 746.8 million. Man of Steel at 668 million and Justice League at 657.9 million. Uh and even domestically, some of them are a little switched. Wonder Woman domestically got 412.5 million. BVS got 330.6 million. Suicide Squad's again number three. 
uh, with 325.1, Man of Steel 291, and Justice League at 229 million. Like, Justice League is like substantially down from Man of Steel, even. Yeah. Um, there's just been, you know, a, a lot of other stuff came out. There's a lot of bad word of mouth over Justice League. There just was. And by word of mouth, I mean <laughs> both about the plot and Superman's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Word of mustache. Um, and what's funny, though, is that, like, it is a num- Justice League is still on the bestseller list on Amazon as of today. I looked at it today. It is number six on the bestseller seller list on Amazon. The Blu-ray, mm-hmm. but guess what is guess what is number six? It's it's behind Jumanji, which on Blu-ray, which no one saw how big Jumanji was going to be at the box office. Uh, the Greatest Showman that wasn't on my radar. Okay, Jumanji, I got Greatest Showman. Uh-huh. That one's surprising. Yeah, Jumanji on DVD, Thor Ragnarok on Blu-ray. Because how how did you not know that? Yeah, and Thor Pixar's was, Coco. Thor was going to win, and yeah, there's Coco again. Okay. Yeah, so it feels like history is kind of repeating itself uh, just on the home market now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no no love for Wonder on this list, but I don't even know if that was if that's out on on Blu-ray or any kind of home media yet. But Wonder kind of kicked Justice League's ass, <laughs> actually. There was a lot. No one to knew do. that was going to be. A I mean, thing. the I don't know, man. There's going to be some sneakers that come in, but between Ragnar- Ragnarok and Coco, like that's hubris. That's what that is. Yeah. That is hubris. And you're going to put it out when you know that there's already been bullshit going on about who's directing, when you know that there's already been a bunch of, you know, speculation about the quote-unquote extensive reshoots, which, by the way, we're real. We're a real thing. When you go back, if, you, if you're if you a new listener and you go back and you decide to listen to all of our old stuff, you're going to hear us defending Justice League and saying that shit ain't real. We were wrong. Well, we said the I reshoots got, were I got, real, but we said that reshoots happened there for were, uh, reasons. Yeah, and we also said they weren't as extensive as the reporting, but we were wrong about that. We were. We abs- we absolutely were. And I don't trust, like, I'm back to, like, early days of the podcast where I don't trust WB as far as I could throw them. Yeah. Not that I ever had a tremendous amount of, of trust for them. I but... understand. Completely oh my understand. gosh. I mean, for us, they're so detached. It's a series of ones and zeros, and I, I, I couldn't even throw those farther than I trust them. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, if they find a way to mess it up, they'll they'll do it. Mm, yeah, that's at so, least thus that's far. So far, the mo. It's it's really frustrating to watch. Um. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of frustrating, over on Vero, Josh Costella posted a uh, a screen cap of uh, the scene from BVS, the Superman death scene in BVS. And uh, it says, never noticed before three crosses. There are three crosses in the background behind Batman and Wonder Woman. And uh, Zack Snyder responded and said, that's a reference to Justice League 2. Another user said, wait, you just dropped a huge bomb on us. And Zack replied, hashtag until it wasn't. Of course. I, I want to know what that was originally. I want to sit down with Zack Snyder and just have a conversation about all of this stuff. <laughs> oh, man. If I ever get the chance, I'll ask if we could do it for the show, guys. I'll try to help you out, but if he says no, I'm doing that shit off the record. <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah, we would be the 3,033rd media outlet that actually asked for that scoop. And I, I mean, God, everybody, that's pretty much, if you look at Twitter or Vimo, uh, it, like, it, like, that's all anyone wants to know is like, what did you have in there? <laughs> yeah. 
Man. Okay, so you saw the you saw the video where Henry Cavill said goodbye to his mustache. I did, and I laughed. That was kind of charming. That was funny. Yeah, and I've had like uh, he damn songs stuck in my head all afternoon because of it. Yeah, he's got this bit where he's like he's in the bathroom and he's like, oh, there, he, hey, whatever. And he shaved his mustache and and then he does he has like a little video montage of like different pictures of him with the mustache and he even like sneaks in a couple of shots like some of the really egregious shots from Justice League right. of the bad CGI. Yeah. And then, and with with um I will I will remember you by Sarah McLaughlin going it was it's fun it is and um, I, the, the the part that actually made me laugh the most was him with the towel on his head <laughs> I think shaven but not forgotten made me laugh the hardest yeah that was good it's just <laughs> it, I don't know man. there's something about there's something about the the towel wrap on the head that makes me laugh every time especially yeah. when it looks like a clean fresh set of like hotel towels. I don't know why that makes me laugh harder. It's just like some trope I've been learned to uh, like. I've learned to laugh at, but whatever. Yeah, it makes me happy. <laughs> I I laughed. Some somebody uh, some someone commented and said, "You best unshaved for Shazam." <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I was like, "You're talking to Henry Cavill here, man. Come on, construct a sentence." <laughs> I've read his. I've read his comments. The man can make a sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. Yeah. it was good. I, I, it was a good video. I would love to see him in Shazam. Oh God! It, it even just a a cameo, <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, I really don't want him to overshow, uh, overshower, overshadow uh, Shazam. See, it's the it's but, the head um, towel that puts you in that space. I understand. Yeah, it it was. But I would love a cameo. Um, by the way, did you see the new Shazam logo? I did. The Shablam logo? Yeah, the Shablam <laughs> logo. It was inspired by his Shablam logo, apparently unintentionally. Yeah. But um, Looks according great, to, by the way. to Sandberg. All right, so this logo's got dark clouds. It's got lightning behind the Shazam logo. There's a big lightning, a big yellow, bright yellow lightning bolt behind the word Shazam, which is just thick and embossed and bright, bold red. It's... I love the exclamation point at the end of the of, of Shazam. I, I love that the exclamation point is part of the title of the movie. Yep. I'm just excited for this stupid thing. Yeah. I just am. Yeah. This is like childlike joy springing forth from the pit of my soul, man. Uh, I even love that the Which DC logo is hanging out above the logo. The whole thing feels like childlike wonder to me, man. That's... And I never, ever in a million years thought I would be this damned excited for a Shazam film. Well, first, you never thought you'd see one. Well, no. Because <laughs> you're a rational human being with real thoughts. So I know. Second. Well, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I said you have them. I didn't say they're exclusively. So right. second, now that you have it, come on, man. Like childlike mm-hmm. joy, if you're experiencing that while you're looking at just the teases coming up to it, that's the exact appropriate thing. Like Shazam is just like it's a child's fantasy. Like what if I just said one word and I was a superhero? You know, like that. Oh, my God. Like it, if you gave that book to a seven or eight year old, it, it, that's that's what I would obsess over for months. Like, oh, wouldn't it be fantastic if I could just mm-hmm. anyway? It, it it's 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 fitting the aesthetic for that character so well right now. The, like the mm-hmm. the logo is unapologetic. The uh, the costume from all the set picks right now completely unapologetic. Like they yeah. are doing this movie as enthusiastically as like. You, you ever heard the phrase "we're all uh, we're all boys grown tall"? 
Mm, I don't think so, no. That's what's happening right now. That's good. Uh, speaking of uh, childhood fantasies, uh, the director of Shazam, David Sandberg, posted a picture of a piece of graph paper with a child's handwriting on it that says, Thank you for picking me for the role of Redacted. They blocked it out. The note writes, uh, Thanks again, warm regards, Redacted. Blocked it out. And uh, Sandberg wrote, Working with kids is nice. And that was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, then this week, Cute moment. San- Sandberg posted uh, what he referred to as, quote, another awe. Uh, it was a napkin with spaghetti bits of tomato sauce that read in a child's handwriting, Mr. Sardbard, thank, <laughs> thank for me, play Shazam, and then a heart and says Zach. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> I really want to be on this set. I just, it just seems like they're having so much fun right now. Yep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank for me, play Shazam. For, yeah. Heart Zack. Mr. Sardbard. Um, <laughs> over to Wonder Woman 2. Um, Omega Underground is reporting that Wonder Woman 2, uh, the whose working title is Magic Hour, by the way, mm-hmm. is going to begin filming in June, uh, quote, in and, ar- in and around the area of Northern Virginia, District of Columbia. So... That's the thing. They're also uh, reporting that Flashpoint could be filming in Vancouver, uh, which I really hope so, and I hope that means that Ezra's going to see Grant in the Speed Force, man. (laughs) (laughs) If there's anywhere to do it, (laughs) I think that would be it. I would just kind of love to see them like like a picture of them meeting at a bar later. Even that would make me kind of happy. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, man. All right, so we're going to move over to the DCTV segment. Uh, and if you're going to follow us, that's awesome. If you're not, though, if you're behind, I'm behind, by the way, um, desperately trying to catch back up. But uh, if you're not going to follow us, you can go check us out at dconscreen.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there with uh, with uh, the Squadcast guys and the guys from Fans Without Borders and uh, – we share a lot of listeners, so we have a lot of fun. DC on screen over on the Twitter, or David C. Robertson over on Twitter. That's where I go personally to uh, to tweet about random things. All right, so on to the DC TV segment. Uh, we've got CW finale dates. We've got Legends of Tomorrow, Monday, April 9th. Black Lightning, Monday, April 16th. Uh, Arrow, Thursday, May 17th. Flash, Tuesday, May 22nd. And Supergirl, Monday, June 18th. So uh, I guess mark that on your calendars. If you don't have the TV Time app, that is. Like, TV Time is amazing. I love TV Time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, solid. And it's not just because we're in partnership with them and they like put episodes of ours up. It is like legitimately because... But I've legitimately no, used it doesn't hurt my feelings before they ever talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that app is, is, is the shiznit. It's this... The real dope. I don't know how people talk or what's cool to say, but it's awesome. You, go, you should go check it I don't. out. I'll describe it thusly. It's like having a secretary that keeps up with your entertainment uh-huh. for you. Uh-huh. Like, seriously, like my wife walked in. She's like, hey, how far are you behind in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm like, mm, I don't know. Let me check. I went to TV time. <laughs> yeah. 
I went, oh, I'm four episodes behind. I need to ch- I need to catch up tonight, and that's what I did last night. Well, I do, I, I do that often. Is like my wife will walk in and be like, "Was well, there is there anything we can watch?" And I'm like, yeah, let me let me look. Right? Oh Lord, Brooklyn Nine Nine premiered again. Now let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that same moment where I was like, I mean, I haven't done it yet. I haven't had time, but neither have I. You know. I was like looking at Agents of Shield, and I looked at my wife, and I said, "Oh, dude, Brooklyn Nine Nine is back on." She was like, "Oh, good." <laughs> oh shit, yes. Actually, she said, "I know because she uses the TV Time app." <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. over over to news on the Flash. Uh, <laughs> people are still talking about this mystery girl that showed up in the crossover. Um, Flash EP Todd Helbing talked to a TV guide about it, about the mystery girl. And, uh, you know, some think it's Dawn, Barry and Iris's daughter. Some think it's the granddaughter, Jenny Ognots. And, uh, and still others think it's the Earth 3 speedster that Jay Garrick mentioned. Helbing said of the theories, some of them get pretty close. Some of them hit like one part of it, but they don't get other parts. So it's fun to read. I don't think anybody ever is going to guess exactly what it is. Which means that they're straying hard from canon, probably. Oh yeah, probably. Um, I mean, I, now this I'm is always exciting. Curious. Like, I, the Flash has what? What are you? <laughs> Flash is you really good at this, man. They will have some mystery going on in the back of a season that has uh-huh. us all guessing. Uh huh. I mean, God, like the the man in the mask. We we were all just tearing each other apart over what that could be. Mm-hmm. They're good at this. Like I'm excited. They are. They are really good at that. Um, so this is this is cool, kind of, probably. I'm excited. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. WB has announced that Matt Ryan's Constantine will become a series regular on season four of Legends of Tomorrow. Woo! But here's the rub. Oh. This is if Legends is renewed for season four which is a bit of a toying cost right now. None of the DC shows have been renewed over on CW. And when this was announced, I told you, I, told, I said, oh, well, we just got confirmation that Legends of Tomorrow is going to be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no way they're going to give us this much Constantine. There's got to, they'll dangle it in front of our faces and be like, oh, well, we had to make a, we had to make a hard decision, guys. Yeah. That's, that's what they do. <laughs> I understand, but I'm, 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 I'm. God help me! I actually now want Legends to be renewed. <sighs> I, I, I get, and I don't know what you're talking about. You said it was getting better, and I haven't seen that. Like, I, what I saw was a damn rat ghost, okay, running around while a guy that does not look or sound like Elvis pretended to be Elvis. He actually did sound like him singing. And to be fair, uh, I've never I, met I think, Elvis, so I, I can't. Have, yeah. I, I can't disparage that, but I'm not talking about the singing. They, I, I'm not certain that that wasn't Elvis, but <laughs> I'm not either. Uh, here's what I have liked about the season. It has a, um, like all the stuff with the totems has, eh, it, it comes and goes as far as whether it interests me, but it's at least a coherent, uh-huh. like a coherent storyline that has something it's leading up to. Um, the characters themselves, Ray aside, all of the people that are saying uh, <laughs> Ray should be a competent, awesome human being like he was when we met him, I get you. Scott I completely Madison. get you. I completely get it. I feel you, Madison. And, I mean, other than that, like, there are a lot of advantages. Um, 
there are a lot of character developments this this year that have really been important. Like Sarah actually, you know, caring about somebody, one person for a moment. That mm-hmm. that's that's important. But if you look at the last few episodes and let's say you take away that damn Debo thing. Uh-huh. They have been kind of taking advantage of time travel in a way that I can really appreciate. Okay. I did like the time loop episode. That was good. Um, they they really have though, like oh, especially all the references to Groundhog Day. Like, <laughs> oh, like, absolutely. Like just just cut out the cut out the shit. Just tell me Groundhog Day next time. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Are you seriously gonna know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> of course. All right, Nate. Groundhog kidding? Day? Huh? <laughs> Groundhog Day? Oh, you're caught in a time loop. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just right there with it, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that. I feel like in a lot of ways they're tackling uh, scenarios and plots that I kind of hoped for the whole time. And to bring Uh in Constantine, like bringing in Mm -hmm. a whole new area that uh, I have to admit, they tied Sarah to in a way that's really interesting. And they've even brought in Ray in a way that really makes sense. Where like uh, Constantine basically tells Ray, like, you're going to need that. You're going to need mm-hmm. to start work. Keep working on the science of how to basically neuter magic because yeah. that's going to come up. Like, yeah. That's the and kind of know, thing that uh, I can get behind. Now, I, I've said it before, and uh, Scott Madison, uh, Planet Rise Creative on Twitter, mm-hmm. has uh, has just said it to us. Talked about like you know how he would like for them to return Ray to the comp- competent human being that he was at the beginning of Arrow. Here's the thing, though, he's still competent. Mm-hmm. I've made the same claims as Scott, but I actually went back and looked at Ray's first episode. Oh, he's a bumbling fool in well, the first episode. Of Arrow. Like, yes, he came in Tony Starkish and, like, ruled that boardroom. Mm-hmm. But if you w- actually watch him with the knowledge that you know, that you have now of him in Legends, he's the same guy. <laughs> like, look at his eyes. Look at the way he's playing the character. Like, he. the only difference is on Legends, now he knows he never... Uh, he never like becomes anything like he never does anything for mankind like his self-esteem has taken a hit well but i think throughout the arc of legends they've kind of toyed with the idea that that, that he never did anything and landed mm-hmm. on basically if you play your cards right you're huge and if you don't you're innocuous and if you play your cards completely wrong you're a detriment yeah i don't know i think that when the character died and nothing, no one cared. I think that really—that's got to hurt. That screwed with them. I think that screwed with them. And they—they they played with that. They did play with that for a while. They didn't play with it nearly as much as I really wanted them to at times. But um, I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of the same bumbling ineptness, but super genius, you know, level actions that I'm looking at on Legends. So I don't think it's as as big of a as a gap as I previously thought it was, or. Or uh, as much as what Scott thinks it is. I mean, I'm... I'm not saying it's not without merit, though. Because we could... I could really use them to, you know, just stop making them trip everywhere and, you know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be helpful. I mean, he has he has a ton of moments where, like, uh, what was it, a few episodes ago, he just kind of slams this guy into the wall. Like, oh, and in Biggins now. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. It was a baller moment. You know what I want to see? I, this is what I want to see from Legends. All right, I want to see Ray disappear. Mm-hmm. I want to. I don't want to see him for like at least a year. All right. Then I want to do like the Dark Knight Strikes Again scene. Mm-hmm. I want Ray like in an ocean 
fighting like a giant ocean monster, and then it turns out someone's held him prisoner in a petri dish, and that was like some sort of bacteria or something he was fighting. That's what I want to see. Like I want to see like I want to see like Wesley level badassness coming out of Ray suddenly, like you know, like how Wesley became like went from like you know zero to hero and angel. Yeah, I want to see like well, Ray like, really take that stride. Buffy and Angel is possibly one of the best character arcs in fictional history. Oh yeah, like between like season three and four or whatever it was of Angel, where he just comes back and. He's just a total badass. Like, he already was a badass because he comes in. They're like, who's this? On Angel, they're like, who is this guy that's killing all these demons? And, like, he takes off the helmet, and this Wesley. Yeah. And he's like, rogue demon hunter. And you're like, what the hell? Well, but that's like but then, two years before. Like, that's like a year and a half or a year or two after he claims to be rogue demon hunter. But he's just yeah. like a librarian. And then that's yeah. two years after he was just like. <laughs> Some dude with some access to some rare books and some ideas. He was like, literally, he does a pratfall in his introductory episode. Yeah. And then, you know, you cut ahead, spoilers for Angel, but you cut ahead and, you know, he's on his own. He's got like these like fold out uh, swords coming out of his, his sleeves and he's like, he's just a total badass. Take no prisoners type. And Angel goes like, what happened to you, man? And he goes, you know, my best friend lied to me and I had my my throat slit. Yeah. And you're like, damn! That's what I want for Ray. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I want him to become a really cool guy. I, know. I, I feel I do feel like Arrow set him up for that because that's what Arrow does, is set people up for that kind of storyline. And then he ended up in another, I'm going to call it a writer's tank. Uh-huh. I think a new term. And uh, that that tank didn't see him the same way. But in all fairness, yeah. like he he's great as a charismatic fool, so you know whatever he is, and he and he and Nate are fun together. They're all they geeky are. and ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Honestly, if that was all that happened this week, was Constantine gets to Legends? Oh man, yeah. Uh, well, uh, there are photos floating around out there of talent trailers uh-huh. uh, behind the scenes on Titans, and apparently the Maronis are going to be. In Titans. Nice. Uh, the Maronis are a crime family. Uh, you, If you watch Gotham, you've probably seen them. Um, Sal Maroney uh, was in the comics. Uh, Boss Maroney was the was the one who uh, turned Two-Face into, or Harvey into Two-Face. He threw the acid onto, onto Two-Face. And uh, there are iterations where they, like, uh, the Maronis are, one of the Maronis actually hired Tony Zuko to kill Robin's parents. So that actually might be tying into something on Titans. Sure. Um yeah, I mean, and also Harvey Dent, Two Face has got a lot of stuff going on with with Robin. There's a big, uh, there's a lot of history between uh, Two Face and Robin, so that all might be. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a Harvey Dent floating around somewhere. God, thinking about it, like it'd be fantastic to see him on Gotham again. But right, I hadn't thought about that uh, in probably last... a year. Good lord, you just reminded me. Yeah, we haven't had Harvey in a while. Yeah, I know. Better hope that season five comes through. <laughs> <laughs> Help us, Nick DeGosto. Yeah. Save us. Come growl at us. All right, last, <laughs> last bit of news for the week. Uh, Linda Carter is going to get a walk on the, a star on the Walk of Fame there, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's going to be getting it uh, Thursday, April 3rd at 11.30 a.m. I guess that's Pacific time. Probably. Um, if I remember what I didn't write down correctly. <laughs> that's a good guess. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, uh, Linda Carter will be there, and uh, CBS CEO uh, Les Moonves is going to be there, and uh, of course uh, Patty Jenkins is going to be there. So that's, that's that's cool. I'm I'm happy for Linda Carter that she finally gets her star. Uh, yeah, that's that is a nice thing. I mean, you're an icon at this point. Yeah. Like, who cares if you only did like makeup commercials after that? Honestly, yeah. It's like that entire right? sidewalk is iconography. If you're an icon, you're an icon. Period. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Um, you have anything else? I'm going to call it. All right. Well, folks, thank you for listening. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. We're on iTunes. It helps a lot if you go and give us a five-star or four-star, whatever you think we deserve, basically. Uh, but I hope it would be a positive review. That would be nice. We can weather the You know the old ones. adage, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I wouldn't do this podcast if I followed that, so I can't expect you to either. Yeah. Uh, Live by the sword, die yeah, by the sword, so, Absolutely. Um, Lucifer's still bad. <laughs> not sure I agree. That's actually been kind of fun. <laughs> oh, no, man. I, I'm, I'm not totally caught up. I've still got two episodes to catch up, but the two before were just bad. I just thought I'd mention that. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I think one of the yeah. ones you might have seen I disagree with you and the other one I might I, I might say just wait that school reunion episode was bad oh that was bad so bad yeah um <laughs> anyway DC on screen over on Twitter Instagram all the places I'm putting up updates of the man cave the Dave cave which isn't really a Dave cave but whatever <laughs> it's really just the DC office right um but anyway guys gals, whoever may be listening. Thank you. We love you. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.